Hello sports fiends, your host Travis Bowen here. Tune in to hear how I talk about the shift in power from owners to players. Let's get it. Welcome back everyone. Been a long time since you've heard my voice, I bet. I uh, decided I actually am going to start doing it only once a week because I believe in quality over quantity. And to be frank, I felt that two episodes, on one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, was too much for both you and I. Um, I was struggling to get content out and to give quality content for you all. And I felt that sometimes by the time you had relayed and heard the message of the new podcast, another one had come out as well. So I figured, why not let's just do one nice solid podcast um, on Thursdays and let's just keep it at that. That's an easy day to do it. It's uh, right before the weekend, so I think that's a a great way to lead into the weekend. Uh, Gives me time, gives you time to listen to it, for me to plan it. It's great stuff. I think it's a win-win for everyone. So a lot has happened since we have last spoken. I've had like four fantasy football drafts. Um, I'm a fantasy maniac. Obviously, I'm a sports fiend. Um, All of them, I think, have went great. I love my team and all my leagues. I have players like Saquon Barkley, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, you know, Aaron Jones, Andrew Luck, guys that I said that I love, T.Y. Hilton, um, in a lot of my leagues. So I'm happy with that. but, you know, in, in real news, besides my personal life, um, the big things that have happened are Jarek McKinnon, running back for the San Francisco 49ers, tears his ACL, non-contact injury in practice, out for the year. And uh, obviously with that, Alfred Morris, Matt Breida, the guys to get in fantasy, you never, you never love or like to see injuries like that. It's really sad uh, in the NFL. So that was something that was huge. Um, and then along the lines of what we spoke about before with players getting paid, uh, there's a player named Le'Veon Bell that just came out yesterday, decided he is going to continue to hold out, will not play week one against the Browns. means James Conner will get the nod at start. Um, so with that being said, that's actually a great segue into what I'm talking about today. And it's the shift in power from owners to players. So, um, obviously, uh, we've seen really more so in the NFL, um, how owners have a law, a lot of power and how they exude it over and over again. But we have seen recently in the NBA, where the power is really shifted from that of the owners to that of the players. What I mean by that is the owners tend to dictate who was drafted, how much they got paid, how long they stayed there, um, when they got traded. Uh, Players never really had a say in where they were going. Um, But we're starting to see with this increase in activity and this increase in power, the players are kind of starting to, you know, have a little bit more power in the NBA. And I think it's starting to kind of trickle into the NFL. So I'm going to start off, I'm going to give you guys kind of a timeline of specifically the NBA and what has happened there. I'm going to give you guys, you know, some examples of what's going on and how players are, um, 
exuding power right now in the NFL. I'm going to talk about comparisons between the NFL and the NBA. I'm going to talk about you know what, what's happened in the NFL specifically and how the NFL has started to see that trickle down. So um, to get started, uh, to give the brief time, so let's, let's go back. Um, I think the, the biggest thing I can remember, there probably was something before this, but the biggest thing I can remember is 2010, the decision, everyone who's listening better know what that means, LeBron James, free agency, decides he's going to take his talents to South Beach, join up with Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, make the real big three after the big three of the Boston Celtics. Um, so obviously with that, you know, you, that was really one of the first times where you've seen, you know, players talk and communicate and decide at a certain time they're all going to join the same team. They, you know, took, they didn't make as much as they could have made, but they sacrificed that in order to win a championship. And that's something that we've never really seen before. Really, before it was just whoever gets paid more, uh, the players would just take it quickly as that. Uh, and players tended not to really leave. They tended to stay where they were at. You know, guys like Kobe Bryant, guys like Dirk Nowitzki, um, Paul Pierce, guys that had just stayed, Michael Jordan, had stayed at their place where they were drafted and stayed there throughout. So um, that was kind of the beginning of it. And to be honest, that really did shake up, I would say, the NBA. But there wasn't a lot of crazy change. You know, obviously there were guys that moved around. I would say... um, you know, there was the, the Chris Paul trade that got vetoed uh, for him to go to the Lakers. But the next really, I would say, big thing that happened besides, you know, like obviously that the OKC, OKC and the Warriors did get good. But that was really more through the draft. Um, but KD joined the Warriors. That was something that, that really, I would say, tipped the league on its head and really showed the power that the players had in the beginning of um, the apex of what players realized. So KD obviously joins the Warriors, a team that had broken the record, uh, 73-win team. Uh, most wins, lose in the finals to LeBron James' Cleveland Cavaliers. KD goes, uh, actually lost to the Warriors in the semifinals, um, in the Western Conference Finals. Was, you know, had the Warriors on their heels, loses that game. So KD joins the Warriors. Obviously, Warriors have been amazing ever since. You then see teams take kind of two paths. Um, and really, I would say that superstars decided, all right, you know, we're superstars now, so let's all form to try to beat this monster of the Warriors. And owners on teams that can't really attract superstars decided, eh, we're never going to get superstars, and it's going to take a while to get good enough, so let's just tank. So you see, you know, teams like what the 76ers did, um, you know, kind of what the Suns have done, um, with these teams kind of just throwing away and, and not worrying about winning now as opposed to worrying about winning later. Whereas you see someone like Paul George, Carmelo Anthony request and go to OKC. You see Kyrie Irving saying, hey, I want to be traded. I want it out of Cleveland. Gets traded a year before his contract, so he got, they get out a year early. You see Chris Paul. He joins uh, James Harden on the Rockets. He requests to have P.J. Tucker, uh, Bob Monte, Gerald Green all signed. With the Rockets. You see Jimmy Butler traded to the Timberwolves. You see the Timberwolves making a push. You see DeMarcus Cousins going to the Pelicans. So you see these teams kind of forming. Um, and, and part of it obviously is the owner. But part of it is the, play, the players are saying, I want him, I want them, I want that. And you start to see that. 
And then, you know, obviously this year it even gets, I would say, even more amplified. You see DeMarcus Cousins goes, I'm going to the Warriors. I want to win. It doesn't even matter. He could have gotten paid to play somewhere else, passes up a big contract to go play, take money, one-year contract with the Warriors. Players are, you know, saying, hey, you know, I don't know if being signed for five or ten years is – as loved as I, you know, as as it was before. Before, I just always do the longest contract possible. But now you're thinking, hey, I play a year, I win a championship, I boost up my value, then I go get paid. So players are starting to understand the system and how it works and how to drive up their price. Um, you see Kawhi Leonard, you know, he asked to leave the Spurs, gets traded a year early. Um, you see LeBron James joins the Lakers. All of a sudden, Lakers get Rondo, Stevenson, Beasley, McGee. You see... Um, the trade last year with Cleveland. So you see players like that really dictating a lot. Obviously, LeBron has a lot of power, but you're seeing that. So that's kind of my timeline from 2010 to 2018 in the NBA. So um, you've seen holdouts before in the NFL, but they really haven't proven very successful. But this year, I would say it's a little bit different. Aaron Donald holds out, gets paid. Khalil Mack holds out, gets paid. You have guys like Julio Jones holding out, Earl Thomas, David Johnson, obviously, like I mentioned before, Le'Veon Bell. Um, obviously, not to the same ex- success of that of the NBA, but that's definitely a start. Players are getting much more guaranteed money. You saw that with the Rodgers contract. You saw that with the OBJ contract, the Donald, the Mac contract. You're seeing these players getting much more guaranteed money than they had before. So, obviously, the NFL is. I would say from a player's to owner's power standpoint behind that of the NBA, but let me tell you why. The NFL has 1,696 players. So it's 52 players, 32 teams, 1,696. NBA has 301. The NFL is 5.6 times larger than the NBA. Also, NFL plays 17 games with playoffs. NBA plays 82, like a two-month playoff. More games. You continue to break it down. NBA starter. 20% of the team can be up to 55% of the scoring. NFL starter. 4.5% of the team. One player out of 22. If you really want to throw in special teams, it'd be 33. NBA starter, 1 out of 5. NFL starter, 1 out of 22. You look at the salaries, NBA salary, average salary, $6.2 million. okay, pretty good. NFL salary, $2.1 million, about three times less, but that's expected because of the contribution in NBA players and the difficulty it is to get to the NBA and the more games they're playing, etc. Career length, you see NBA, 4.8 years, NFL length, 3.3 years, so an NBA uh, an NFL length of a career is 68% of that of an NBA career. So you're seeing you know, NFL players have shorter careers. They're getting paid a little bit less. They're playing less games. And they're you know, w- worth less to the team, uh, as you can see from um, an important standpoint. Obviously, uh, you know, the people like quarterbacks are obviously very important, but that's just the way that it is. So putting LeBron James on any team, they're going to win. You can go throw... Um, Aaron Rodgers on the Buffalo Bills or, you know, obviously the Cleveland Browns have done a lot, but the Cleveland Browns, and they're not going to just go and be automatic contenders. You can throw LeBron on any team and there's going to be a contender. 
Um, as you've seen, as he's gone to the finals eight straight times, any team he's been on has gone to the finals. So NBA players obviously naturally have that, that edge. So what, what happened? Why, why has there been this shift? Well, I'm referring more to the NFL with this, but I think that players in general realize that you know, health is important and that football is not everything. 78% of NFL players go broke, and in 2013, the famous um, concussion scandal began. You know, NFL players realizing, well, wait a minute. I'm, you know, I'm not able to live the life that I want and the longevity of life that I want because of these head shots I'm taking over and over and over again. Okay? 4,500 players, NFL reaches an agreement with them. You go, okay, wow. Maybe, like, you know, maybe... Maybe I should be getting more. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm giving up, you know, what, 3.3 years? And then all of a sudden, I'm going to be living with 3.3 years. I'm going to be living with concussions, shorter lifespan, all these side effects. I'm getting paid three times less than an NBA player. It, it, it becomes like, is it worth it? You see players that begin to fight back. Tom Brady fights back with Deflategate. Before, you would never see an NFL player push a suspension like that. You see Zeke Elliott with his abuse case, pushing back, drawing that publicity. You see Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem. You see NFL players going back at the owners, going back at Roger Goodell. You see that. And I think the three main reasons for that change are one is they realize their worth. Players are starting to realize what they're worth. They're realizing that, yes, they can be kind of expendable, but the thing is, the reason that the owners make money is because of them. And if they don't all decide that they are, you know, if they don't all decide this, then, um, and they don't understand their worth, they're never going to make a change. And then next is strength in numbers. We've seen lockouts before with the NFL. We've seen it with the NHL. Um, and you've seen this. Because what happens is these players realize their worth. They have that strength in numbers. And when one player is just holding out, it's one thing. When one player is speaking out, it's one thing. But when a group starts doing it, the power shifts. And you're seeing that the communication within, and I would say a huge part of this is social media. So before, a player was told to shut up and he never had the chance to speak unless he was in front of a microphone. Now, you have Twitter, you have Instagram. You have Snapchat. You have players coming out, speaking out on social media, on their personal pages. And that's drawing attention. Fans are seeing that. Fans love that. And the thing is, when players see that their word matters and the fans are supporting them, which is my third thing, they feel more inclined to talk about it, to go about it. So I think that they realize their worth, which they have before, and they're starting to more so now. And they're realizing that you know, health is more important and they are worth a lot to the team. They're starting to, to communicate with one another. It's not as taboo to you know, go against the owners. They're going against the owners. They're speaking out. And fans are supporting them. And because fans are supporting them, look what's happening. Nike, Colin Kaepernick, face of the Just Do It campaign. You want to know why? Because the publicity around what he had done. Fans loved him, hated him. It was polarizing. People were drawn, still talking about Ka Kaepernick years later. So you see that. You see Colin Kaepernick suing the, um, 
the NFL owners, and you see how Nike took advantage of that. So you're starting to see how we as a society are helping support these players, whereas before we saw them as players. We said, hey, you're a player, you entertain me, I don't care who you are, but I just want to see players out there. Now you're starting to see who the person is. You see, oh man, you know what, I, this guy's a funny guy. You see him doing these dances, you see them participating in these these pop culture things on social media. You feel more connected with the players and because of that, you feel more inclined to support them because it humanizes them. You see them as a human being. You see that they have a family. And I think because of that, because of the fan support, the fans are the ones that have the ultimate power. The fans all stopped watching the NFL today. The NFL would make a change. So the thing is, the players are winning over the fans more so because of not what they just do on the field, but off the field. And I think because of that, the fans are getting the the players are getting more of the support of fans. You see that with fantasy sports as well. People like players, not teams as much. So I think that that's given them more power. So we've started to slowly see this shift in power, and I believe it started with the NBA. I believe it started with people like LeBron James, and that's not because of you know the NBA is better. It's because the NBA has less people. One player means the world. Michael Jordan on the Bulls. The Bulls aren't gonna win six rings without MJ. So when you have a player of that caliber and they and they start to speak out the way that like players like LeBron James have, you see that they do have a lot of power and it's awesome. I love it because before it did seem a lot like players were expendable. We just, you know, you I mean I hate to use this analogy, but almost like horses. You throw the horse in this year, he's done after two years, that's fine. We got another horse up and coming. And you just, it was a machine, well-oiled machine. The owners didn't care because they knew that there was another person coming in. But now you're seeing this power being shifted. And I think it's because players know their worth. I think they're communicating, there's a strength in numbers. And there's the social media aspect and fans are supporting them. And I think it's awesome. So because of that, to get back to it, Aaron Donald getting paid because he held out. The Rams wanted him. They said, you know what? We'll pay him. He's worth it. We want to win a Super Bowl. It, it's worth it. Aaron Donald gets paid. You know what? Let's give him some guaranteed money. Because you know what? There's a chance, yeah, he might get hurt. But the thing is, it just looks better. It's a better pub- publicity. It's just better. It's a, a more fair contract. And you see that. You know, Gurley got paid. Mac got paid. Julio. I mean, not Julio. Um, Obel, Odo Beckham. Rodgers. So you're seeing the shift in power to the NFL as well, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I know a lot of people are upset about this Bell thing, but honestly, people talk to me. They go, Bell passed out on $14 million. You know what? Todd Gurley's getting paid $20 million. And you know what? Todd Gurley's done what he's done for how many years? Maybe two. I would say he's had one really good year. You know how many years Bell's been doing it? Four or five. Best running back in the NFL for four or five years. You're telling me that he's going to take $6 million less, like 60% of that of Todd Gurley? That's ridiculous. Bell deserves a long-term contract. He deserves to get paid more than Gurley does. It's absolutely fair, totally fair. And I do not blame Le'Veon Bell skipping out because the thing is, worst-case scenario, Le'Veon Bell misses the whole year. Wow, he still has a ton of money, and I promise you that he's going to get paid by somebody next year. So I love it. I love that Bell is sticking it to the Steelers because the Steelers need to pay them. It's ridiculous that owners are getting paid the way that they are and players are getting expended like that. So it's awesome, and I love this shift. The shift started with the NBA, 
and it's grown rapidly, exponentially, because you've seen the popularity in the NBA rise because of the players' power. Players are playing with who they want. Players are able to win championships. You're stacking these teams. It's amazing. Players are having fun. The fans are loving. Everyone's loving. It's polarizing. You know, there's all these drama. These stories that get created. The media can then feed off of. And now the NFL is starting to follow. And naturally, the NFL is a little bit behind the NBA. And you've seen that with rules and how the NBA is more flexible and fluid with the changes it has and how it's a little bit more um, out and open with its players and the communication than that of the NFL. The NBA, I would say, the playing field. Is a little bit more equal with regards to players, owners, NFL. It's still owners up here, players are down there. So that's really why I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about the shift in power. I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, so that's you know talking about the you know guys like Bell holding out. Why are they holding out? That's exactly why they're holding out, and it's great. I mean, honestly, it yes, it's gonna stink for your fantasy team, but in reality, man, who cares? This is a guy's life on the line. You know, this is you know, money that he is going to need. It's not going to last him forever. This is you know, risk that he is taking. This is his career. Imagine doing this in your career. So just think about that before you go out and judge these players. Um, it's really, really awesome to see this. Uh, and I, I'm really stoked to see kind of how it progresses forward because honestly, um, you know, as as someone that's a millennial, I feel like I just need this like constant action, and I feel like a lot of other millennials feel the same way, and I feel as if there's constantly a story going around now because someone's moving, and, and I've just never seen, especially you know with the NBA, there's players moving, the best players moving around the way that's just never happened before, but it's so exciting because then it's like it's it's they're completely moving around, it's a completely new script, it's a new year, and it feels awesome, um, and. I think the same with the NFL. You might start to see it a little bit, but we'll you know we'll see as it progresses. But that's really all I have for you today. Just wanted to break that down for you. I think that's a really really interesting topic that people haven't really thought about, or you know maybe even noticed. But the the shift in power from owners to players, why it's happened, the timeline of what's happened, and um, I'm really really excited you know to see to see it move forward. So. With that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, tune in to just see. I'm going to give you guys some of my, you know, my, my surefire bets on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, please. I'm at nearly 300 followers. It's crazy. I'm starting to grow. I'm really gaining momentum. So please keep supporting me. I really appreciate it. I have created a Twitter account. been pretty active on that with, with regards to news and fantasy football uh, at Fiends Sports at Sports Fiends was taken, but the name is still Sports Fiends. It's a photo of me. You can see my beautiful face. Uh, Instagram, at Sports Fiends. And then I actually created a YouTube channel. So on YouTube, we have, um, you know, I'm going to be doing highlight videos for NFL and college football. And then once NBA starts, NBA weekly highlight videos. And then obviously that'll be featured on IGTV, at Sports Fiends. Um, and what I will soon to do, if I get enough traction, I'm going to do a giveaway for a free jersey. I'm going to do a vote for it. Free jersey. All you have to do, follow me on social media. So I need a t- Twitter follow. I need an Instagram follow. I need a subscription on YouTube. I need a subscription to this podcast. Yes. And a review. I need a five-star, hopefully, review of this podcast. 
You sent me proof of all that. I enter you into this random raffle. I'm going to do a random generator. I'll show it to you. And someone will get a free jersey. First, I'm going to talk it over. Find out what jersey people want. Gonna give away a free jersey. Might be Tom Brady. Might be Le'Veon Bell. Might be Antonio Brown. Odell Beckham. It can be anybody. NFL, um, NBA, whatever you want. So stay tuned for that. Please do. Keep it up. I'll post on social media later. Thanks again. Like, subscribe, follow. Travis Bowen, out.